Welcome to Unique Careers, Unique Lives. This is a show, and I'm on a quest. A quest to find how people get unstuck and create unique careers, unique lives. Every week, I interview a guest to find their answer. Will you join me? Let's begin. Today, my guest is Gabi Feile. Gabi is an old friend of mine that I met through Live Your Legend community, which was founded by Scott Dinsmore and which followed the idea that we all can change the world when we find and follow our passion. It was 2016 when I last met Gabby, but we kept in touch and I invited her to the podcast today because she's changing the world following her passion, her mission. She is the founder of Club der Komplizen, which means Club of Accomplices, and they turn companies into favorite places for all, for people and the planet. They want to close the knowing and doing gap because they believe that action speaks louder than words and it's high time to do what is needed. I will be talking about her journey of founding her own company, finding her own mission, vision and creating the club of accomplices. I hope you enjoy this conversation and talk to you at the end. curious how would you what is your title how would you describe what you do my title my my title the one that i created for me a couple of years ago is well it's a german title it's complete sin right so it's a complete but normally it's written with one m only but i have put in a second one because um I, my why is that i um i believe that anything considered normal does not make the world a better place so that's why i try to you know be different. I mean, every one of us is different. Of course, we're all unique. I mean, this is the name of your, of your podcast, but uh, I just would like to show it also, you know, that people say, okay, look, what is this? Maybe you can call it disruptive. So my title is Completin, but this is more of a, it's not really a, a title. It's more of a mindset because, you know, accomplices, if I say it in English, are those people who sort of do they are partners in crime maybe yeah and it doesn't necessarily have to be a crime but it's just people who say look we are in it together and we go for it together i have goosebumps now um and so this is actually why i like this 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 role so much or this mindset so much because in our team we are a team now and it's so great to say look i'm your accomplice i'm your complete and we will do it together and this keeps also for me having people who are in it together with me is rather new for me because I used to do a lot of things on my own at work as well. Maybe you know what I mean, because when you are somebody who's, you know, faster than the others, there's always, you're looking, where are they? Right. So, and this, this feeling of um, having people on your side, this is what I'm actually giving to the world. And I think that this will also contribute to what you do. Uh, saying when you look at the bigger picture people who don't know how great they are maybe but who have a lot of talents and if they have people who understand them and who don't look at them like oh my god what a crazy person so but they say yes yes exactly this is what I thought let's do it so this will make a huge difference and I can feel it already now during what I have done and even now when I'm talking to you Um, because my body is a very good, um, I don't know what the word in English is, seismograph. I think you can say it in English. Yeah, so it's a very nice sign for me. So, and this is why I like this completes in so much. And um, yeah, it, it's not about having a title like CEO. I don't care about that. You know, this is not what we need. Yeah, we need people who really want to make a difference. So Gabby, I remember we have, I think we met like three years ago, mm -hmm. maybe it was Probably, 2016 yeah. through Live yeah. Your Legend community, yes. which Scott Tinsmore yeah. started. And I wonder what has happened between the time we haven't met that you came to this place from being alone to having yeah. people, other accomplices yeah. around yeah. you. Yeah. Well, um, when we met, I had just quit my last part-time job because I had decided 
to go for it now and to fulfill my purpose. And Scott Dinsmore had a, had a very important role in this because I saw his video uh, at this weekend when he died, actually. I know you, you have the same, you know, the same story. And for me, this was like something, this was the final drop I needed to say, okay, look, he was only 32 years old, but he has, at least he has done something, you know, he has left a legend basically. And I said, okay, look, if I don't do it now, I don't know how many years are left. I mean, this sounds a bit pathetic, but it's like, it's true, right? I mean, this can happen to all of us. So um, I had this idea in mind of, of the company, which is called Club der Complete, which you would translate into club of complices, maybe accomplices. And um, I knew that I wanted to bring people together who um, are basically um, in companies, in organizations, who are similar to me, meaning, okay, we are, um, we are the ones who, who go ahead. We have this um, leadership skills, but in a more natural way, not in this, you know, career way, right? And I also wanted to um, make sure that I fulfill my mission. And so when you ask what happened, in the beginning, I, I focus on the product. And now I know this wasn't the right thing to do because what I realized later is that it's very important to focus on the immaterialistic things like the why, the mission, whatever you want to call it, right? And after a while, I had my, my mission was clear to me. And it says, I have to say it in German, it says, um, wir machen Unternehmen zu Lieblingsplätzen für alle. So meaning we're turning companies into favorite places for all. And with all, we mean everyone, all people, all the people and the planet. And this is the difference to many other, you know, initiatives who say, look, we want to make great workplaces, which is important. It's fine. It's totally okay. But we are just one, two, three steps further because we believe that being um, an entrepreneur or having a company means that you have a lot of responsibility for Uh, not only your own business, but for the world and for the society. So, and once I had formulated this mission, people started to react to this, right? So it really happened, like Scott told us, like Simon Sinek tells everyone, it's, this really happens, yeah? Once you, you know it and once you are clear with your why, with your mission, people buy it or they buy it not. Every couple of months, I have, I would say people turned up in, in my life. And I don't know how that happened. I think it's the universe, right? We just happened to be at the same place at the same time. And we sort of clicked. And from that moment on, um, the group was growing. And uh, now we are, um, we are five plus the universe. We have the universe as a complete team member because we have realized that this is actually the best team member we could have because, it, you know, it works even if we don't tell, tell, uh, tell it to work, right? So that's why we included it. And uh, for the ones that don't know it, they will check it from your website, but you include it as a team member really on your website, the universe. Exactly. It's, it's <laughs> I love it. It's there. It's really there. This is also, we, we wanted to do that just to remind ourselves, you know, to say, look, uh, this, there's always somebody with us. And when we have a meeting, there is always one chair for the universe, right? We even have an email address for the universe. Yeah. You can write the universe, universe at We don't read this. <laughs> so it's just, you know, to send messages to the universe. Right. And unfortunately I forget it very often, but sometimes I think about it. I'm reminded. And then I think, okay, let's write it to the universe, CC universe. Right. And then it just gives me a great feeling. So Yeah, and, and this basically has happened and, and um, I have learned a lot in those three years um, how, it, how it works to build up a company or even further how, how it is to have a really big mission and follow it. And it's not like, you know, yeah, just started and then everyone says, oh, great, you're here. So it's a lot of work. And um, yeah. <laughs> As I told you before, if I would have known that it is so much work, I might have not done it, but I'm glad now that I have started it. And now there is no way back. I, it's just like this, right? And um, so the company itself is there. We have done a lot of prototyping, people would say, done the product, tested it, didn't work. Another one, also people have changed. Not all of them 
who have passed my my way are still here so some of them have also left again yeah and now we are finally at the position that we say look now we we are clear we know what we do we know why we do it we know how we do it and now we are able to start with it and as i said it it took us uh, three years all in all including the trial and error phases and it was worth it because i learned a lot about me and um so that's why I believe that this is part of every um, sustainable uh, startup. Uh, because if if you are not as a founder, if you're not, you know, at the right place or within yourself, it, this will one day it will it will just emerge, and then you have to deal with it. So maybe it's better you do it at the beginning, <laughs> and then you can actually take it. And then it, it works. So this is what I what I believe. Yeah. And if you if you have a startup um, maybe that works from the very 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 beginning or very quickly because you maybe get money or whatever, um, this is great. Business wise, this is great. But um, from your own story and from your own evolvement, there will be something missing. And one day you need to do it. <laughs> so mm. the question is. Is it better do it at the beginning or is it better you do it, you know, later? So in my case, it was at the beginning and I think it is okay. Mm -hmm. Gabby, you said in the beginning that you first thought a lot about the product, but then later realized it was about the why. Mm -hmm. And you gained clarity about your why, about your mission, and that gave you the power and attracted people mm -hmm. to your mission. And to me, this is very curious. How does one understand what is one's mission? Mm. I can only tell you how it worked for me. I don't know if this is the way for everyone else, right? So I don't want to say, look, if you do these 10 points, you will find your mission. I think there is books out with those titles, but I don't recommend them. Um, as I said, I think the universe played a big role in this because, you know, I was always so, sort of, I met people and they said, look, shall we try something out together? I mean, you are also one of them, right? When we met for Live Your Legend, this, these were all little, little um, pieces um, for the whole picture. And then you learn and listen is, listening is very important, listening to others and tr um, checking out how um, you actually react to those things because not everything that people tell you goes with your you you don't resonate with all of those things right so what i have tried to do is trying to feel how how what what feeling does that now does that um, bring out in me when somebody says something because it doesn't make sense to follow a path from somebody or advice or or coaching or whatever which just doesn't resonate with me. So this was this was very important. And I tried a lot of different um, methods, maybe. I, for example, I did the course from Simon Sinek, Find Your Why. Um, and I found that very helpful, actually. I mean, somebody would say, no, why would I need it? But for me, it, it really helped because um, it, it was just like, okay, um, how can I find out what what has always been with me? This is what we don't know very often, right? I have to admit of, uh, that um, the final why, which I told you earlier, does not really um, uh, is not really compatible with the one that Simon said because Simon has I don't know if you know the course or his his work. He has a different view. I think in English, the why is different to the why in German or something. I don't know. So this, mm -hmm. even there, I didn't follow Simon's instructions one by one. You know what? I, that's mm -hmm. what I want to say, right? Mm -hmm. so this was one thing. And then I, I followed all those people like Scott Dinsmore, but also a lot of other entrepreneurs. I read their books um, and I talked to others, of course. Then I found um, Stefan Merat. He is um, he is the Unternehmer Coach, and he basically has written a book, which is called in Deu in German it's uh, Die Kunst seine Kunden zu lieben, so the art of loving your clients. Mm. And what he does is he says, okay, look, um, as a as a founder or as an as an owner of a small business, you cannot actually you don't have the resources you don't have the money to build up like a like an apple business right it's just not 
possible in the beginning. So the better strategy is, he calls it neural strategy, is to have a very, very small um, target group. And he calls, doesn't call them target group. He says, it's your favorite people, your Lieblings mm. mansion. Mm. And then when you read his book, um, it's like a coaching book. You might like it, I guess where you there's a coach and there's a coachee and then you are like a like a observer and you're part of it and then you do those exercises and everything and he for example said you need to take you need to have a vision that is way larger than yourself it, it has to be so unrealistic that everyone says oh my god how how will you ever do that and so a vision is not okay i want to be the most successful whatever businesswoman in germany this is not a vision this is a goal and then the vision needs to be very big because our brain cannot handle differences between um the vision and the and the reality never adjust the vision <laughs> always adjust the reality so and, and this was another way how i did it and it was very simple i actually had had a mind map and this was on my fridge right and every time i passed that fridge there was a, a pen i just wrote some impulses and ideas on it yeah and then at, after a while suddenly the mission was there so because we, we we all have it it's all in us yeah it's all there you just need to to find the words so this was i don't know a couple of weeks that this mind map was on my fridge and after a while it was ready this was the same when i did my why i did it the same way and then i tried it out i spoke it loudly i told it other people and finally there was this sentence and i said yes this is it. So it's, it sounds like, um, like it was easy. It was a lot of work, but I personally believe that we all know our mission. It's just facing it and um, don't be afraid. I think this is fear is a, is a difficult thing because if it's, if it's so big, you think, no, I cannot do this. I cannot do this. But then you find people that say, of course you can. You know, others always know it better, right? They say, yes, Gabi, this is yours. Hmm. And so from what I heard, I noticed that you, first of all, prioritized it for yourself, mm -hmm. like this uh, reflection and understanding, also learning from others, like learning from courses, books. Uh, you created a space for yourself, which you can, you said... This was a question I was going to ask. Yeah. Do you have a routine for reflecting mm -hmm. or did you have a routine? And there you gave a bit of information like it was on your fridge and you were yeah. by passing by, you were adding to it. And uh, with the people you talk with, you reflected what resonated with you, what you didn't really like. And I thought like you said universe brought it to me but I felt you went out and also opened yourself to a lot of impulses and you went to mm -hmm. meetings to meet people yeah. so there was something about you that you took the initiative and mm -hmm. looked for it actively yeah it's true now that you say it <laughs> I can see it as well of course you need to confront yourself with those situation right you need to find out and I think the universe just helped me by sending me the right emails, the right invitations, you know, to which events and which meetings I could go, which meetups, right? Mm. Uh, the rest I had to do, of course. Yes, I had to go there. I had to be there open and um, talk about it or even more important, listen. That's what I have realized. Listening in the beginning is very important and asking questions, Um But you're right. It, it, the mission doesn't come to you by, you know, sitting in front of the TV or something. <laughs> I don't think that works. <laughs> the commitment, what you just said, I think is the most important thing. Focus and commitment and say, look, okay, I'm ready. Yeah, I'm ready to do it. Whatever it is, I'll do it. How did you make the decision, this leap to, you know, I'm going to do what I am supposed to do what the universe mm. calls me for. Mm -hmm. How did you make this leap? What enabled you to give yeah. a, such a courageous decision? Um, my, my final job was a part-time HR manager in a mid-sized company. And what I did there was um, recruiting, employer branding, all those things, you know, where I met a lot of people who were looking for their job, uh, for a new job. And um, on the other hand, was the company, the organization, and they needed 
people to fill their jobs. So bringing those two sides together was very interesting. But by then already, um, the problem was that, you know, they were the company we were complaining that we don't get enough applications and the applicants they complained that you know that the jobs are so difficult and the requests are so weird and why do we need to speak German and why do we have to this so I, I tried my best and and actually it was okay I, it worked we I could fill almost every position but the, the thing was that after a while I realized this is not really sustainable Because, you know, then they left again, the same people I hired a year ago, then they said, no, it's not right, or they left, or the company said, you know. So it, it was a constant um, change, and there was never a way to say, okay, how can we actually um, make that or, or change the situation so that it works more smoothly, more easy for everyone? And no one had, had an idea. And all the marketing things, yes, you could do that. But, you know, the others do the same, right? Then you do job ads you do google ads you do facebook you try everything but this doesn't actually solve the problem and after a while i said look i cannot do it anymore because what i tell the people during the recruitment process process and what they then realize when they are here is different because i am in hr i have a different view so i tell them yes of course this will be everything you want blah 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 because that was my job right i had to sell this to them And the people in the departments who were looking for, for, for the new stuff, they desperately needed people to um, share the work with them because they had a lot of work. So for them, it was not, not important that they find their perfect environment or their calling. This, there was just so, some sort of a clash. <clears throat> And after a while, I just couldn't stand it anymore. And then I, those things happened with uh, Scott Dinsmore. I saw this, you know, this tragic a situation and other people uh, around me, not very close, but close enough, uh, died at a very young age. And then I, I was sitting here on my desk and I was crying and I said, oh my God, what if I only have a couple of years left? So, and I know this is very uh, dramatic maybe, but this was basically it. And even today, you know, I also have days where I think, oh my God, why am I doing this? If nothing works, I say, okay, look, Gabi, <laughs> What, why, do you do it? why do you do this? And what happens when you die tomorrow? Will you have done your, your job? And this is what helps. So um, you asked how I, how I crossed that leap. Um, it was a, a process. It didn't happen from one day to the other. So um, before this happened with the video from Scott Dinsmore and so on, I, have, I had already written my, my resignation letter just for me, you know, just to have it safe. I said, okay, whenever I can't send it anymore, I print it out and I sign it and I hand it in. So that was the plan. <laughs> and then it took, I don't know, it took maybe more than a year until I finally handed it in, right? So there was, there was something needed, something, I needed some things and then I did it. And um, of course, maybe you want to know this, um, the money issue was there. And when I finally quit, I have never told, or I have hardly told that anyone, I only had 3,000 euros. And then I, the first thing I did was <laughs> I went on holiday to California. <laughs> and spent the whole... <laughs> But most of it, most of it, yes. And this was cool because then, then I went to Silicon Valley and by then I still liked it. You know, now I would never go again to Facebook, blah, blah, blah. But this was interesting. And then I came back and I thought, okay, it will work somehow. And I had never done this before. You know, I had quit my job before, my jobs before without having a new one, but I always had money. <laughs> and this time I didn't have a lot of money, but it, it still, it worked. So this is also something maybe your listeners or your, your, your audience is interested to hear. Yes, we need money. Of course, this is true. But um, if, if you just do it because you don't have the money or if you don't do it because you, you, you are afraid of not having enough money. Um, this is basically, I think this is not a very good advice, you know, even though I realized that, um, the fear of not having money is, is big. Uh, I understand this. However, um, what I have learned now and I actually have to tell it to myself because I sometimes also don't believe it. It always worked, you know. Of course, I don't have the same life anymore as I have before, right? This has changed. But because I have changed, um, I don't... Well, I have different priorities, you know. It's not... 
I feel I have an inner um, happiness. Uh, so I don't need um, necessarily money to buy outer happiness. So this is maybe the the the, the core of, of it all with the money issue. Mm. I can relate to what you said about money. Um, like your, for me, like my priorities gained more clarity uh, now that I have less to spend. I'm choosing what does really matter to me, and I'm realizing all the things I was spending money on didn't really matter, or they were just trying yeah. to put me back in the mood while I was feeling really, really sad in my job. Exactly. I just wanted to cheer myself up with, I don't know, shopping, going out, exactly. having cocktails. Where right now I feel good with what I do, so I don't need those anymore. Exactly, yeah. This is very good that you say that because this is, a lot of people need to know this, that this is going to happen. Once you are there and you are uh, on your, yeah, I mean, what we say is once you are, Uh, the person you are meant to be yeah and you do what you are meant to be then all those other things those external things don't matter so much anymore um and uh, this is something a lot of people tell me yeah who really yeah uh, tr yeah were brave enough to do that step and uh, i hope that a lot of people will um relate with it and say look okay i tried mm -hmm. I still have like curiosity, how did you stay in the course while you didn't have the money mm -hmm. and you were very motivated to do the work you want to do, but there is the reality of like, you still have need something to yeah. live or pay your rent. What ways worked for you? How mm -hmm. did you not go back to having a job and still stayed on yeah. what you want to create mm -hmm. for yourself and others? Mm -hmm. The most important thing was that I committed. I said, okay, whatever it needs to fulfill this mission, I will do it. So, and if I need to take on uh, another job in order to fulfill the mission, I will do it. So, of course, I have earned money in the meantime. Yeah. So it doesn't mean that there's no income. Um, and I tried to, um, well, I had um, projects that um, came to me that I actually did. And then I also did, I said, okay, what can I do now uh, in order to um, move forward? Because time is what you need, right? You don't, it's not actually money, it's time. <laughs> But in order to have time, <laughs> you need the money. So this is actually what you need. And so there were always, always, yeah, ways to, to do that. And as you said yourself, I mean, it's not about the, the amount of money. It's just of having what you need in this moment. And um, it's for me, I mean, being a, a former banker, and you can relate to this because you also <laughs> work in a bank. It's, it's sometimes it was difficult because I have learned uh, a different approach to money. Um, but, um, you know, it, just because everyone else tells you, but you have to do it like this, it doesn't mean that this is true, right? This is just a system. Somebody has created the system or whatever, or it has created itself. But this doesn't mean that we need to um, be uh, play our role within that system. I mean, we, as long as everything works, it's fine. And so the commitment of saying, look, whatever it needs or whatever it takes, I will do it. This was very important. Um, and... I think this is something that a lot of people um, miss when they start a business, for example, or when they quit their job. So mostly after one year or something, they say, no, I can't stand it anymore. And I know how it is because I did that before. So I had another business started and it, I liked it. It was great, but it was just, it was not the way I, I actually had expected it to be and that was the point when I uh, took that part-time job on right in, in human resources um, which I had not planned because that was a former colleague of mine she was working there and she came here to visit me to have a coffee and she said oh I have so much work to do and I said you know look I am free I can help you once a week so I started as a you know mini jobber <laughs> and after two months she said you know why don't you stay for for a longer time, we can offer you a part-time job for 20 hours. And then I said, okay, look, I do it. And now I know that this was important because gaining this HR experience was very important. This was, was what I needed to do my, uh, to fulfill my mission now. I didn't know that by then, of course. Now I know it, why I actually got this job because I 
was within the company. I realized how that how things work. I know um, what people are looking for, and I also know what companies are looking for. So it was very very important that I took on that job. And so that's actually actually the universe again, right? The universe knew it. I had no clue, but sort of yeah and i'm still i have a very good connections to that company still yeah so we still do projects together and so on so that was a good move yeah even though it was sometimes really difficult for me to handle everything right uh, but yeah it was okay and that's what i mean the focus the commitment is important it gave me also goosebumps because I felt the, there was you tried something like your business didn't work then you talk with a friend started helping for a little bit of like cash and then it turned into a, a job for you mm -hmm. and from this job you found some connection to what really mattered to you yeah. like co connection to your mission which created this bigger than you vision which kept you going yeah. even though sometimes it was difficult yeah and I felt this commitment you said commitment is important that I knew I would do what it takes mm -hmm. I think this was possible because you committed to something bigger than yourself yeah. not only about yourself but yeah. what you are doing is also for everyone exactly so that that's very important and that uh, touched mm -hmm. me good <laughs> and I know that you so you mentioned that you worked in a bank mm -hmm. before so how you started your I think corporate jobs was yeah. working in the financial sector in the banks so what were the biggest uh, stops in your career journey and looking back how do you see that they reflected or they left their mark to who you are today mm -hmm. yeah well when I worked in a bank this was <laughs> Germany's biggest bank um, and uh, I was I, I was lucky enough to actually was selected for one of their um, how would you call that um, um, hypo programs or whatever I don't remember the name. So this actually helped me to um, to move within the bank, learn you know grow my network, and also they sent me to Hong Kong for a year and I was 24 by that. And this was of course I always wanted to live abroad and I didn't want to go to Hong Kong, but they just said, look, this is what we have, take it or whatever. Yeah. So this was the first thing. Then I returned to Germany and then the disappointment started because I had thought that, you know, having gained this experience abroad would bring me forward within the bank, but actually they had no idea what they should do with me. I had grown a lot, but the bank had not changed. So after a while, I felt um, pretty um, at the wrong place. My body started to send me signs. And so I quit my job, took some couple of months off, traveled a little bit. And uh, this was the second uh, most important thing. And then I moved to a totally different um, industry, which was the hotel industry, because I wanted to have an international approach. Yeah, because I had spoken, you know, English and I had learned a lot of different cultural things. Then the hotel job was very interesting, even though, you know, career wise, you would say this was was a back step, but I don't care about those things because I learned a lot. What I learned there was actually, yeah, being being with different people, being in a in a multicultural um, environment, and know that you know also in a uh, in a hotel you have people you know you have the chefs you have the housekeeping staff you have a lot of different people it's not like in a bank where everyone is a banker right so you have suddenly uh, an environment where you you deal with totally different people every day yeah and all of them are important to keep that hotel running right. You know, what I'm wondering, Gabby, how did you make this um, change from the bank to the hotel? <laughs> it's such a different environment and different kind of job. During my break, I was in, in Barcelona for a month and I did I learned Spanish. So for the first time and I met a uh, mother and daughter from um, from the U.S., from New York State. Yeah, and I visited them, visited them later in the U.S. And then I told them, look, I'm looking for a new job. I don't really know what to do. And then the daughter said, and she was a teacher, she said, yeah, but you are, have such an international approach and you're so good with people. Why don't you try the hotel industry? 
And I said, okay, good. Why don't I try the hotel industry? And then I, uh, I tried it. I mean, I had, I had um, applied for different jobs. I had another job offer in, in the UK by then. Uh, and then I turned it down and, and went to come to Munich. Actually, this was the move to Munich because I just liked the boss there. Um, we, I had a very great experience during the process. And he said, okay. And the position, of course, was like I was his PA, his personal assistant, right? So this was not a, a typical hotel position. So I could actually um, join with my banking background, right? I didn't have to have to know how to how the hotel works, but I learned a lot because I, I was in the middle or in yeah of of the hotel, so everyone, uh, everything actually came together there. So I learned a lot about hotel management and all those things. This was the move, yeah. Again, yeah. Now that I that I think about it, it was actually strange. Yeah, most, but most job moves worked like went like that actually in my life. Yeah, it was never planned. It again gives me the goosebumps because it's about people that you make connections mm. and you learn something from these connections or a new opportunity shows itself or you learn something about yourself yeah. and then you do something differently. Yeah, exactly. That's so cool. Yeah. That, that that came up before, especially when people don't know what to do with their lives or their careers. Somebody comes up and says, you know, you are really good in this. Yeah. Would you try? Yeah. And then, oh, okay, yeah. let's, let's have a yeah. look. Exactly. Mm -hmm. But from your side, that also requires to be open, mm -hmm. open to new experiences and also trusting yourself or trusting the universe, I guess. Yeah. Exactly. And also, of course, you, you need to be ready, you know, to yeah meet new a new environment and also different conditions. I mean, when you work in a bank and then you move into the hotel industry, again, this is a totally different, you have a different package. You earn less, you work more. These are things that you need to um, be ready for, right? You cannot say, okay, but I want the same salary, the same thing. You just need to look at the big picture and say, okay, what is this for? And most people I meet if people are you know unhappy in their job and you say but why aren't you moving yeah but you know i have a great package here and so on it's totally okay i accept this but i mean then they 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 need to don't don't complain then please yeah <laughs> just just move on <laughs> Yeah, so I feel it's about being clear on your values and what you want to get out of your mm -hmm. life or your work. And if it's about uh, you want to get money here and you want to have the good experiences outside of the work, yeah. then that's your choice. Exactly. And please don't complain. <laughs> yeah, exactly. It's it's you, you just need to take over responsibility for your life because I am the only person who is responsible for my life, right? It's just... I'm 100% responsible, not anyone else. So I think once you have realized this, um, it's totally clear. You cannot, you know, uh, find somebody whose fault it is. No, it's always my responsibility. And I have to look into the mirror every morning. And if I can actually do this, it's all right. But if I, if I can't stand my own uh, reflection, then something has to change. Mm -hmm. So you are now in uh, kind of the other side. I don't know if it's right to say. So you are helping companies create these environments for people where they can feel satisfaction, where they can feel they contribute, not only to themselves, but also to others and to the world. Yeah. So looking from that perspective of where you are right now, what can the individuals do uh, to have this hat of uh, being a complice? Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Great question. Um, <laughs> being an accomplice in our view, in our understanding, means that um, you are one of those people who actually uh, take over responsibility. This is very important. Yeah. So they are not the ones who say, look, we should change this or whatever. So, but, but they just do it. They, they, they dare to do it. And it doesn't mean they have to turn around the whole company. No, this is something, uh, this is too big. You need to start with realistic um, things you can really change. Just do something on your own, in your own environment. Maybe it's just, it just start with something that makes your own um, work better and then go to the team then go to the to the um, to the department or whatever so 
this is the first thing, take over responsibility. Then what we say, those people, well, in German, you, you, you have this phrase, you say, oh, somebody is a Führungskraft. Somebody is, is a leader, right? Führungskraft. And we say, no, you are not a Führungskraft. Du bist nicht Führungskraft. Du hast Führungskraft. Yeah. Mm. And um, because I really believe that every one of us is able to lead. We just don't practice it maybe. Or somebody has told us as a child, no, you cannot, don't be bossy, blah, blah, blah. But we all have it. And in it doesn't matter which position you, you are in. It's just the moment people follow you, you lead, right? Mm. And those completes, the accomplices, they, they have a lot of uh, Führungskraft. So this is like a magnet, right? They, they, a lot of people come to them when they have questions, when they need advice. It's not very often not their boss, but they go to this person, right? This is also uh, something what they need. And also the, the other thing is what you said is um, those people not only focus on their own well-being, but they realize, okay, what we're doing here or what I want to do, what I want to contrib contribute um, is positive for more than uh, one person. It's, it's good for my colleagues. It's good for our clients. It's good for the planet. It's good for our um, vendors. It's good for our neighbors, whatever. So this is a very, very large perspective. And following these descriptions, you might realize that not so many people in, in uh, organizations do have this mindset. We guess that it's about 3% of the people who really fit into this, um, into this, in our definition, right? This is just our definition. This doesn't, it's not, not a scientific um, approach. This is our approach. Because I told you earlier, it's very important to have the right people, to, your Lieblings mentioned, yeah? your favorite people. Um, and so this is our approach. And those people can then, within the company, uh, build their movement because others will follow them. And from there it will roll out. Maybe. So this is actually the, how we accomplish uh, the mission. And what we say is we are closing the knowing doing gap, meaning there's a lot of knowledge in our world. It's not, we don't have a knowledge problem. We have a problem in doing things in action. And this is what those completes and also know how to do. They do it. This is a, a real, um, a rare um, ability, actually. <laughs> you would not think it, but it is like this. Most people are more comfortable in, okay, doing another presentation or um, whatever, doing another course, another training, which is all totally fine. But one day we need to turn this knowledge into action. Mm. This is what we do. Mm. So how do you see or what action... Um is not taken right now by people or by the companies? A very important issue right now, and we, we just cannot hide from it anymore, you know, is the ecological thing. Yeah, everything that has to do with climate change um, is, I think it's just ridiculous that the business environment keeps going like before. Not all of them, of course. There is a number of companies already who produce products that are environmentally friendly or that don't harm to anything. Totally fine. But in general, you know, when we look at the business world, so the whole globalized world, I think this is just uh, something we definitely need to change. We need to think about how do we use resources? How do we reuse them? Also, how do we use people? Because I, I just don't think that it's, feasible to make big profits in western countries while people in eastern countries like china like bangladesh whatever have to produce our products like the mobile phones like the clothes under very very bad conditions so that people get sick they get they die um, so this is not a balanced uh, world yeah so one side of the world makes a profit and the other one has the problem. So this is something we really need to take care of in the, in the big picture, of course, right? And every company can start by looking at their yeah, business attitude every day. Yeah, where do we buy our things? What do we produce? Um, what harm do we leave at the planet? So this is, for me, a very important issue. It's more important than the the people issue because when our planet is gone so we don't have anywhere to go right <laughs> so this is the most important thing um, and then on the other level of course uh, taking care of the people 
creating places where they where people really can be their true self yeah and not being you know not coming to work with a mask and uh, uh you know pretending to be something i think if we would solve this issue say look what are you who are you um and how can we create a place for you where you can actually come into your full potential i mean then all the other things will automatically work because if everyone is just in in his or her own potential we don't have to discuss okay who gets that title who earns more who gets the better office this is not important anymore right um but i know that this is a huge <laughs> vision but as i said before visions have to be very huge because then we start um adjusting the reality hmm. That's a great vision that I also am signing underneath. It's so important for me to be um, authentically myself in every interaction yeah. and also support people to be authentically themselves. And thank you for pursuing the mission and vision um, with the others for the world. Oh, and, uh, I'm you. grateful <laughs> for the service that you are doing. Gabby, going forward, um, what is in your horizon what are the next projects for you maybe how can people also be informed about you your mm -hmm. projects and get in touch with you yeah okay as i said we are now ready we have done all our homework without within the company and we are starting in spring 2020 we are doing our first we call it spielzeit yeah mm -hmm. meaning we bring together the first 10 completesinnen and completesen from 10 different companies and they will actually come together for a whole year yeah we do different uh, we do live we do virtual virtual meetings we do um, weekly support we have trainings partners so this is everything on the website and we have actually um told the universe that we would like to meet those people by the 2nd of February, 2020. 2020 is our, is our code. So, and if somebody says, oh, wow, this is actually what I've been waiting for, or maybe they say, oh, it's not for me, but I know somebody in my company or in another company, and those are the people they want to be there. Because since this is the first round, Those people who start with us now are the real, real, real pioneers, right? Because this is something you, you have to do something that nobody has ever done before. This is what we're doing. So this, well, I'm sure that there is people out there who say, wow, yes, that's, that's me. And if they go to our website, clubdercompletzen.de, there is one menu. This is, this says Dabei sein. And then they can just start a very, very, um, risk-free <laughs> for the beginning and they can just do a little we call it completes an anreise so they do a little test to see okay what is my mindset is this the is this the matching mindset then they they get some information from us then they reply to some questions and then they meet us in person right so we do a meeting or we do a skype call and all of this uh just is is, is to contribute to um you know their own feeling of, okay, I'm at the right place. Because we have realized that um, missions like this, yeah, huge missions, they, they can, yeah, they can, um, some people might be afraid of it. So we want to make sure that they have the right um, speed and the right way to, to approach this and to start with it. And yeah, this is basically, basically it. But everyone who wants to know more about us, they can always just call or send an email Uh, we also have a LinkedIn uh, page. We're not on Facebook anymore, um, but on LinkedIn and on Twitter and um, on Instagram. So they can also start with this. Um, and I always like it if people just send me an email or one of the other team members, they really like it because every time we talk to a person, this is not only great for the person, but also for us. It's, you know, the conversations we lead are just fantastic. And so Don't be afraid, just get in touch through whatever way you like. Thank you very much, Gabby. I'm going to include all these on the website, linking to the websites and uh, accounts that you mentioned. And I hope 
this will create meaningful conversations for everyone because I know that it will produce meaningful results for us all. Oh, thank you so much, Ishil. <laughs> thank you so much for joining me in this podcast. And I'm looking forward to witnessing the rest of the journey and all the games that you are planning. Great. Thank you very much, Ishil. <laughs> thank you. <laughs> I hope you enjoyed this episode. I told many times that I felt goosebumps in this conversation. A lot of things Gabby said resonated with me and I was again struck how important it is to be open for changes because you never know what your step will take you in the big picture. The action is the most important. And sometimes the source of the action is someone that knows you. In this case, someone Gabby met in Barcelona told her, why don't you try tourism? And she took it. From there she understood something more about herself. And another time through a connection she got herself a small temporary job which turned into a proper job and which turned into the basis of her mission, what she does right now. She also reminded me how important it is to have a bigger vision than yourself, because this will create the commitment. Whenever you feel that it's difficult, you remember that's not only something you do for yourself, but for the others, for the world, for everyone. And you keep on doing. Of course, there are costs of keeping on doing, but these costs are okay when it's something really, really important. And you see that your life changes and what matters to you changes when you take the leap of doing what matters to you. Gabby also told how important it is to be leaders and we all have the leadership strengths. We develop it by acting in congruence to our values and the people will gather around us when we follow our values and when we act. Again, acting is the most important word here. If you'd like to know more about Gabby and her work, Club der Accomplizen, or the Club of Accomplices, you can find the details about it on the episode notes on the blog. And you know where to find the blog. It's unique.com, Y-O-U-N-I-C-H.com. At the end of every blog post and every episode note, you will find a little form. This form is for you to join the Unique Insider. Unique Insider is a place where we co-create the content for this podcast, for the webinars we are hosting to support you to find the work that will align who you are with what you do so that you can be truly, naturally, authentically yourself and change the world in your unique way. Join us. We are looking forward to having you in Unique Insider and also I'm looking forward to talking to you in the next episode. Till then, take care.